Welcome to the Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Dennison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist. Welcome, Compounding World, and welcome to the latest episode of the Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast. This is Mike Delisio, and as always, joined with Sebastian Dennison. We're back in the studio in round 59? It's 80-something, but it's okay. Who's counting? Well, we had a few that we weren't in the studio, so we're ready to take those numbers back up. I know who it's round 50-something for, and that's Erin Michael. And she's with us as well today. So hi, Erin. Hello, gentlemen. Happy to be here. And yes, I'm, I'm working on my 10-timer club now. Yes, so. we, we know that, Aaron. And it's <laughs> always a pleasure having you. And, you know, one thing that you brought up, when was it? At some point in mid-2021, we talked about our feature, which was really to look at, you know, the lives of compounding technicians um, and really appeal to that audience since there are so many compounding, t- compounding technicians that listen to this podcast that look to PCCA to learn more, to acquire knowledge. And, you know, it, it is a part of our responsibility to the podcast space and, and really try to tap into uh, the importance of compounding technicians as a whole. And I couldn't have said it better in regards to segueing into our official introduction for our guest today. We'd love to welcome Ashley Barton, Director of Compounding Operations of People's Pharmacy in Austin, Texas. Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. It's an absolute pleasure. I know you've uh, you've been around a while, Ashley. Um, just so our listeners get a better understanding of who you are, your role, and and the patients that you serve, maybe you can talk more about people's pharmacy in general and and your role within the pharmacy. Okay, um, people's has been around for uh, forty years. Um, we started off as a compounding pharmacy. Um, we also have a very uh, robust uh, wellness. Uh, supplements, and um, we have uh, nutritionists on staff um, and other practitioners as well. Uh, We additionally have um, delis within three of our stores. Um, We have a kitchen that's dedicated to supplying our delis um, as well. Um, People's, uh, you know, our mission statement is we, you know, we want to provide the best quality product, um, best ingredients, and always educating our patients and continuing to um, learn, you know, ourselves as employees, but um, educating our patients is one of our, you know, our main priorities at, here at Peoples. Um, how I got into Peoples, um, I was attending the University of Texas. I was working on my nutrition degree, and I was still unsure what I wanted to do, um, you know, past nutrition. Did I want to become a dietitian? Um, and then I was thinking, okay, maybe pharmacy school. So I talked to my counselor, and she recommended I get my um, technician license and start working in a pharmacy. So I applied at People's, got a job, took the test, became a technician, started working in the lab, you know, fell in love with the lab. Like, 100% loved the chemistry behind it love you know mixing all the things up um, dermatology was big back then um, we were working with so many med spas um, at the time we could uh, do office use so we were making up um, acids we were making up all, like just all kinds of thing and I think that really pulled me in but then we started working with um, autistic clinics that was my um, that one touched my heart um, hearing, you know, patients talk about how, you know, their children um, were on these vitamin mixes. Uh, We were making like calcium, magnesium um, suspensions. 
um, these clinics would look at the panels uh, for patients and see what kind of amino acids they needed. So we were mixing like 30 amino acids uh, that were, you know, per patient. And hearing the results, I think that is what that was what sealed the deal for me that I knew that I, I wanted to do more um, in compounding. Um, I love the customization, um, learning about chemicals and um, being able to read labels and pick out all the chemicals and knowing which ones were bad and which ones were good and being able to compound to meet those patient needs. You know, we have so many patients that are, have gluten intolerances that are dye free. Um, I think the more I learned, the more I absorbed and I just, it, with compounding, it's never ending. And I mean, as, as you all know, the industry is changing, the uh, guidelines are changing. And I'm a person that loves to learn and loves to, you know, continue um, just seeing what other people are doing, learning what the industry is doing and bringing that into the pharmacy and into the lab and um, just continuing to grow. And I think if that kind of like rounds about like what people's is and who I am and why I love compounding. Um, we have probably a lot to unpack because it's, it's a pretty fascinating story and not only yours, but also the pharmacy. And I know it's evolved tremendously, especially in the last two decades, right? In terms of being multi-location, having labs in several several pharmacies and, and how you've evolved to your current compounding operation now. Um, and obviously, we want to definitely talk about some of the patient stories that you have. I guess the first question that maybe our listeners are also intrigued about is your role as a technician um, evolving to director of compounding operations is quite significant considering what Peoples represents to the Austin area. So maybe you can talk a bit more about you know that evolution and, and really the difficulties, the challenges, the amazing... Uh, feats of accomplishments that you guys have had as a significant compounding pharmacy within the Austin area? Okay. Um, well, uh, I started in a pharmacy 19 years ago. So I think that um, speaks to, uh, I have the years in pharmacy to where I am today. Um, started off as a technician. And I think what really helped me evolve was um, my like need to continue to learn and having that adaptability to change. I think that's probably something I look for in um, technicians when I'm um, hiring technicians is how adaptable they are to change, um, especially with like in the last two decades, like you said, it's just changed tremendously. And um, being able to adapt and um, multitask. Um, so I think those are the things that helped me um, you know, Peoples was, was growing with its four locations and um, we needed someone to help all four of our stores um, get, get on the same line of uh, if we were making Omeprazole at one location, um, our go-to flavor was a grape. At our other location, it might have been strawberry. So we saw a need to um, streamline all of our formulations, um, what might like happy Heine, it's a typical ointment. What might have been popular in the south side of Austin was not so popular in the north side. So making sure that we were compounding even something like a simple formula the same way. And what really helped us too is that we work with uh, PCCA and um, we're members of the clinical services and you know utilizing uh, PCCA's formulas and um, matching along um, those formulations and those BUDs and making sure that um, everyone was following the same um, formulations essentially. So that's where I came in. 
and um, training, making sure our training, you know, there's more than one way to, uh, you know, do, you know, mixing a compound, but we wanted to make sure that as we were writing our SOPs, um, that was, that was another thing that we like pride ourselves in is that, you know, the FDA or Texas State Board, when they come into our pharmacy, you know, you need to be able to present your SOPs, but you need to also make sure that your technicians are trained to um, recite those SOPs. So um, that was where I came in as well, is that um, I was working with the technicians to um, train those SOPs, documentation. Um, that's one of the things I love about Peoples. You know, we have some wonderful pharmacists that have over, I think, 100, 100 and 200 years of experience when you compile it all together. And our pharmacists, um, they stay in the know. Um, we have, uh, you know, weekly to monthly meetings of what's happening with the industry regulations and making sure that we're implementing those. Um, and so, with these, uh, with our wonderful team of pharmacists, it, it helped also ensure that when we're training, that our technicians are um, following everything up to date. So it was a total support from um, just a wonderful team here at Peoples that also enabled me to do uh, fulfill you know my job requirements and making sure that we were following all of our um, compliance and um, those SOPs. Sure. All right. It's it's. It's funny, Ashley, listening to you, we have such a similar journey and how we got to, to where we are. Um, you know, and I love that, number one, you've said things like lifelong learner and you've been able to um, talk about how you work as a team. I think that's so vitally important. And, and you know, as a technician, there are certain things that we are, are limited to uh, because we are not pharmacists. You know, we don't hold that degree, but we do hold other um, whether it's educational degrees that supplement our certification. So I love that, that you have that nutritional passion as well. And, and just watching you evolve into the, the more operations role, it's been really cool to see. And so I guess, you know, some of our audience out here is probably wondering, you know, what's the first step? If, I, if I'm a count for lick and stick, you know, technician, and that's all I do, um, you know, what is that first step to kind of maybe broaden your horizon, um, you know, and start looking at other roles that might be available within the pharmacy. How did you know, or how did you see some of those things that, that maybe there was gaps in the pharmacy and you thought to yourself, you know what, this is, this is a position I could involve myself into. Um, re re keeping up on all the regulatory changes, um, starting with reading USP 795, um, that I have implemented that into our labs, um, into the pharmacy. Uh, day one, you have you get your USB 795. Um, it's your requirement. I have that checked off. Um, they, I think it's important for the technicians to understand the why. Um, you know, the, the what's what what are our guidelines that we have to follow, um, and that there are these chapters that are written that we um, should be following, um, or required to follow rather. Um, and USP 800, that, uh, that chapter, while it might not be um, implemented in your state, um, it's still a good practice. Um, the FDA has their own guidances. I would recommend going to the FDA website and reading up on any uh, guidance that's related to compounding. Um, I also follow um, FDA um, write-ups like the 483s. Staying up to date with 483s, I can just tell you that um, that's something I like pride myself in and um, for people's the, for the lab as well, that, you know, we're, we're ready. You know, they say 
if an agent comes in, be prepared, make sure you're following all the guidelines and um, staying on top of those has uh, helped us. Like we know what they're looking for essentially. Um, the guidances are black and white, you know, read up on those and um, look around your lab and see where y'all are lacking. Um, and then um, talk to your pharmacist and, you know, the importance behind um, why it's important to follow, you know, the FDA guidances and using examples of past 483s of uh, FDA agents going into compounding pharmacies. Um, that has helped me stay um, on top of what's to come, what the future is looking like. Um, you know, some of the guidances is, is hard to follow, um, but you, it, I mean, it's just super important to where we are today in the industry. And, um, you know, BUD datings, uh, that's in your USP 795, um, making sure that every formulation has a BUD, understanding why the, in BUD, sorry, beyond use dating, understanding the whys behind that. Um, you know, USP 795 is being revised right now. Um, it's gone through at least one revision, but um, understanding how that uh, evolved and, and the whys behind that as well. And, you know, water content versus, you know, non-aqueous uh, preparations. Um, all of this lingo should be like, you know, in your hat of ready to pull out. Um, again, that's part of your SOPs. Uh, do y'all have SOPs starting, starting there? And um, the whys behind why it's good to have SOPs. Um, looking at accreditation, you don't have to be accredited, but you can still follow the accreditation standards. That's another thing we pride ourselves in at Peoples is that while we aren't accredited, we still follow um, the standards uh, written by, uh, well, it was PCAB, but ACHC. Um, and once you understand the standards, and bringing that into your lab and, and following them. Um, we use PK, uh, we use PK software and that changed to, um, we now use RX Dispense. Um, there's quality assurance built into our software. That's something else I would say, look at the software that you're using and see all the compliance capabilities that you have and bringing that into the lab. Um, like chemicals, when you inventory them, you can assign a barcode. Um, assigning that barcode means that anytime you use a formula, you scan that um, chemical and it's registered to that lot. Those are things that I think are like little simple things, but we brought those into our lab when the technology was there. Again, I work, I work with some great pharmacists and once the technology was there, we implemented it into our lab. Um, so being familiar with the technology that's out there as well and learning how to bring that into your pharmacy system or into your SOPs I think is important and also will help you just grow as a person. I, I love that and probably you know I'm thinking over the past 19 years you've probably seen seen some change in the responsibility you know that we as technicians are able to uh, fulfill within the pharmacy as well what what gets you excited about being a pharmacy technician and what are you excited about the future of pharmacy technicians? What excites me about being a pharmacy technician and what's to come? Um, the, the industry that's changing excites me. Um, seeing that, you know, USP 800 was written. Um, Texas hasn't adopted that, but working at People's Pharmacy, we started maybe three years ago 
to prepare for USP 800. Um, FDA also has their insanitary conditions guideline. And just reading through that, we knew that whether or not this Texas State Board of Pharmacy um, implemented USP 800, we needed to prepare. Um, that excites me because when you walk into our facility, um, so just a little bit of history, um, we had a lab in every location at our um, retail stores, but we knew that in order to um, achieve this goal of building a lab that was compliant to the FDA's guidance of uh, in sanitary conditions and USP 800, we needed to think big. And so we thought 5,000 square feet big, but we also thought about what the future was gonna bring. And if USP 800 did get implemented in the state of Texas, we knew that not all compounding pharmacies would be able to um, take on that financial um, burden. And so we prepared with the future in mind to grow. So um, developing our central fill or building our central fill location, um, that was super exciting, but the thought of being able to grow and help out other compounding pharmacies, um, help out patients where um, the thought of patients not having access to their you know, bioidentical hormones um, and that we would be able to uh, help those patients or even help a compounding pharmacy, that, that's exciting. And um, thinking about if regulations do get tougher down the line, we are prepared to um, keep up to date and um, follow whatever comes down you know, the chain. And that excites me. I think just the pride and joy of working for peoples and knowing that we're, we're ready for anything. We have, I can't tell you what, like we just have a phenomenal team. We have employees that have been with us um, for 10, 15 years. We have some employees that have been here 25 to 30 years. And I think that speaks to what a great company we have and our core values. Um, living and breathing our core values every day is something, again, that I get excited about because um, it's just a great company. And knowing we've been here 40 years, knowing the industry is changing, I think that can be scary to some compounding pharmacies. But um, I think it's exciting for me because we're, we're ready and um, we just have a beautiful facility um, that's prepared for the changes up ahead. Ashley, just out of curiosity, you you talked about obviously the longevity of some of the employees and and assuming your role as director, I know a lot of them obviously report to you. What are some of the traits that you look for when you're building your team or trying to onboard and hire new technicians? What are some of the key things that you're looking for? And I think that's going to speak to the audience of some of the technicians that are listening to the podcast that want to get involved, that want to obviously try to find a compounding pharmacy to work for, ideally a PCCA member, you know, what are some of the key things that you look for when you are hiring and onboarding new talent? Um, I look for integrity. Um, you know, we hire technicians and I'll ask a few questions. Um, we want to make sure that our technicians, that we can trust them. Um, we want to provide quality products. Um, something as simple as like when they make a suspension is the bottle sticky. If <laughs> I know that sounds kind of simple and small, but um, it, it speaks to their expectations of a product. Um, 
we want to make sure that every technician, when you know that they're compounding, that we trust that 100% that that was made correctly, and we have all the checks in place that um, you know technology provides. But it comes down to the technicians themselves and um, trusting that they're putting that product out. So that is something I look for is um, integrity, always doing the right thing, even when, when no one's looking. Um, I also look for someone who um, is uh, always wanting to learn because here we evolve uh, quickly. We change quickly. Um, we have a very uh, just in-depth quality assurance program that looks at um, variances or anything that was out of spec. And if we find a pattern, we will um, change our system. We There's a team of us that get together and say, okay, this um, happened more than once. What can we do to fix it? Um, and then overnight, we will change our system. And so we need uh, adaptability to change and um, always someone who's always uh, wanting to learn. And, you know, sometimes you can see that on a resume or sometimes you um, just have to ask the right questions in an interview um, to see that someone is uh, wants to learn and who's eager to learn and who's not gonna, um, uh, not necessarily want to be like complacent in what they're doing. There is some value in that, you know, you always need someone to make capsules and sometimes capsules can be, uh, you know, same thing over and over. Um, and, and that's okay too. So um, there's always a, a place for someone. Um, I like to find or really, like really truly interview someone so I can hear, you know, what are their past experiences? Um, you know, I recently hired a girl who um, said she was really quick with her hands. She was a barista. And I thought, you sound like you would be a great packager. <laughs> um, quick with their hands, um, learn something really quick and then um, apply those skills and um, whipping, whipping things out. So um, I, I think I like to, like I said, ask the right questions to where I can find a good fit for them and where, where they might um, work best at our locations. And it might not be you know, necessarily our central fill location, but maybe it's a place at one of our retail um, locations. Um, I like to give everyone a chance. Um, you know, I was given a chance. I didn't have a uh, license when I was hired. Um, I was hired initially as a cashier. You know, they saw something, uh, college of science hired. Um, and uh, I like to give people chances, even if that's hiring someone and helping them get their technician license. Um, that's another part of the joy of my job is finding someone and helping them on a path to pharmacy. Um, you know, they're, there's a, you can go to PTCB and apply for a test. You need hours um, to get your license, but I'm willing to help someone out and get their hours if um, they're willing to work hard and try. Ashley, I know you mentioned autism a little bit and, you know, I follow people's very closely on social media and just what you guys have done over the years. Is there a, um, a specific, you know, th that one patient story or that impact that you and your team have made on a family, um, you know, through a compounded medication that just strikes you and, and something that you said, this is why we do what we do every single day. Um, there was a patient, a, a mom, you know, she wrote us, a, she, she wrote us a handwritten letter just thanking us for what we did um, before she had uh, gotten to a I guess a good regimen of um, compounds. And it was 
a vitamin mineral mix and then like, again, one of those amino acid complexes, um, her child uh, wasn't speaking too well or wasn't verbalizing their words or their thoughts. And after a few months, um, the child was speaking in sentences. And I just remember the mom, like there was just no greater joy for that mom to just hear their kid, you know, speak back or say, just even saying mom. Um, and that that story really uh, touched me. And I was at a second story was um, we were learning about naltrexone and there was a mom who um, whose child had an autoimmune disorder and a spectrum disorder as well. And the same thing, their behavior changed and it, it took maybe a couple months, but it was just seeing that child um, just develop like something in their um something in their brain just turned on and that just the light, that light switch and hearing about in impact stories where um, we're able to change, you know, children's lives. Um, even if it's producing a gluten-free product, there's, we have so many patients that are just in disbelief that we can make something that's gluten-free. Um, so that that's another area, like edu education and educating our patients and making it known what how compounding can really change one's life, um, I think is, is another thing that's important to me and definitely important. I mean, one of people's, you know, mission statements is always educating. Um, so, yeah. I, I love that. And I think what that does is it, it allows our listeners to really think outside, you know, and, and to be able to know that if they do expand their career and, and you know what, even if you're, you do work in retail and you're account for a lick and stick, take pride in our profession and take pride in the differences that we make in patients' lives every single day, whether that is through a traditional medication um, or maybe it's just sometimes a conversation. You know, it's taking the extra minute to to talk to the mama about finding out what's going on, you know, with your your child or, or what can we do to help? How can we be here? To, that, that is what pharmacy is all about and that is what we do. And so I think inspiring, you know, some of our listeners with, your words to be able to say there's there could be a little bit more out there you know and maybe I need to explore a different avenue of pharmacy too um, to make it to where I love getting out of bed every single morning to go do what I do and I know you can say that I know I can say that um, Sebastian has so many you know of those types of stories too all of us that that have served patients you know that is why we do it is to make sure that we are making a difference in their lives and really enhancing that patient care. Um, I have one more question, but I don't want to dominate the conversation. So uh, Sebastian, I'm going to, I'm going to see if you have any questions for our, uh, our guest speaker here, and then I can round it up. Well, more so, I'm just excited to see the, the real development of the profession of being a pharmacy tech to the point where we're starting to see these roles evolve, where you've got true, um, specialization and integration and differentiation to the point where you're like director of, of, of compounding operations. Um, you're really blazing the trail forward for so many technicians and uh, people who are who don't have a pharmacy degree necessarily or want to pursue it. But you're still so integral to this the development of this program. So I'm, I'm just excited to see it evolve. I'm excited to hear all of this. Um, I'm just curious what do you see next in with respect to where you are and what you want to achieve? Like, I know you're talking about like the coming regulations, 
but what other things do you want to see integrated into the practice? What what are you getting excited about necessarily that's non-regulatory? That's kind of interesting to you. Um, I'm excited to see where uh, quality compliance goes. I, I saw that PCCA has a seminar for quality compliance. Um, I would like to see other pharmacies um, expand on their quality compliance. Um, I think if if everyone is following the quality compliance, um, you know, compounding has been under the microscope from the FDA, and there is so much good that compounding brings that I would really like to see other compounding pharmacies um, not necessarily get accredited. While I think that accreditation is a great thing, um, if it was maybe more affordable, you would see other compounding pharmacies um, apply for that accreditation. Um, I think so. I, maybe even starting there, seeing accreditation um, uh, more ex like accepted within compounding pharmacies, but at a more affordable rate, so that you are achieving the certification, um, and not just when I say affordable, I mean um, I know there's like membership fees. But um, the, there's testing that's involved. Um, so I'd like to see other compounding pharmacies uh, doing more testing. Maybe that's part of a compliance program um, that's implemented. Um, you know, that's another thing that people's prides themselves in is we test and we're testing regularly. Um, so what I, again, what I would like to see is quality assurance, um, just being more um, evolving at other compounding pharmacies and um, being part of the everyday um, assurance program. Awesome. So I have one last question for you. And if you can imagine, you know, looking back 19 years ago, Ashley, and when you thought, where do I want to go and what do I want to do? Um, if there's somebody that's in your shoe, those similar shoes right now, and they're they're on the fence in college and they're saying, what should I do and what profession and what direction do I go? Maybe they didn't have that counselor, you know, that told you to, to go get a job at a pharmacy and figure out if that's what you like. What advice would you give some technicians right now that were thinking about going into the profession? I would say even starting with listening to the podcasts from, you know, PCCA, y'all bring some great content on here. Um, I, I think it can inspire any technician to go in, you know, any direction. Maybe it's vet care. Maybe it's dermatology. Um, staying up to date with the marketing calls, um, the regulatory calls. I mean, they're... PCCA is such a resource. I, I think that with the information and education y'all provide, um, if they're already a technician, that that should spark some form of interest. Um, you know, there was a time where I was huge into dermatology. I just loved everything and anything about it. I, I still do. Um, but, you know, I went to a dermatology seminar and just learning about all the different chemicals you could put together and um, why things mix better than others and learning the chemistry behind that. Um, that just, I mean, I can definitely say that transformed my life to even where I am today. Uh, that led me into marketing at one point. And I, I still do a little bit of marketing um, here, here at Peoples. And um, 
I would say start there. Start, start, get on the PCCA website and um, look around. Uh, and there's, there's got to be something that inspires you in one way or another. Follow your passion is what I just heard. So yes, I couldn't agree more. Um, it, it's always a pleasure, Ashley, just interacting with you. I love um, what you bring to our profession. And you know, you're one person for sure that when I see you in a crowd of pharmacists, pharmacists, you stand your ground. You, uh, you know, you walk with your your head held up high, and uh, and you know the value that you bring to the profession. So I just want to say thank you for everything you do and everything you contribute to technicians. Um, it, it's an honor to say that I serve in the same profession as you and the same uh, area of pharmacy as you. And we need more people like you. So thanks for sharing with us today, and hopefully our our listeners got inspired to to take their profession to the next level as well. Thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I would say even from my side of the fence, I'm definitely not a certified pharmacy technician, but hearing your story, Ashley, is extremely inspirational because, you know, Aaron talked about the audience that might be in retail or might not be sure in terms of what they want to do, but there's a path of sometimes a much bigger thing um, and there's a lot of compounding pharmacies who also need individuals that are in charge based on their experience, based on their knowledge, their own internal motivation to kind of lead the charge. So I think Aaron said it best, you know, it's, there's, there's not a rank. It's, it's, it's all based on the importance of the profession and, and what that represents to any given pharmacy. And we talked about the evolution of peoples going from, you know, multi-location laboratories to go to a central fill to, you know, obviously a tremendous amount of personnel and obviously the management side of things is probably keeping you quite busy as well. Um, but there's just a lot at stake. There's a lot at play. And I think uh, it also opens up the audience's eyes that there's a lot more going on and there's a lot of opportunities. So thank you for sharing that story. I think it means a lot. Um, there's not many Ashleys out there, but we're definitely appreciative of, of what you bring to the table. And just thanks for being here and doing this. This means a lot to us too. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure and who knows, we might have you back. I know Aaron will love to be back as well. <laughs> and thanks again to our listeners out there who got a chance to tune into this episode. And as always, uh, hit the subscribe button so that you do not miss an episode and don't hesitate to give us a rating if you'd love following along and have listened to other episodes as well. Constant reminder, if you want to follow us along, you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, this is Mike Delisio, and we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.